Thanks for checking out the Long and Short of It podcast. You can find us on all good podcast platforms. Please consider following or subscribing. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Long and Short of It, the podcast where we discuss each of the games on the Metacritic Top 100 list. My name is Lawrence and I'm joined by... This is Dan. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome back. How are you today? It's been a couple of weeks, hasn't it, since we last recorded? It has, yeah. A couple of weeks. Um, I'm alright, yeah. I'm recording from a new location as I have just moved house. Oh, you have, haven't you? Yes, so it's my first time recording with this setup. Um, yeah, I think I prefer it, so that's good. Um, but how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Busy, busy few weeks. Been playing quite a lot of games. Did a did a little ten k run on Sunday, which was no Saturday even, which was good. But yeah, just I've been blasting through some Call of Duty games, which has been been quite fun actually i've quite enjoyed it just like the campaigns because as we know i'm not really a a multiplayer man but no they've been good just kind of utilizing finally my playstation 5 because i've not really had any ps5 games recently so yeah um, fair enough but yeah it's been good um and then over the past well it's been less than a week since we started playing it but over the past less than a week uh, been playing quite a uh, quite a big game, quite a classic, haven't we? Yeah. So this week Master. we are going to be covering um, probably one of the most well-known games I think within the last twenty years, uh, Grand Theft Auto Vice City. So GTA Vice City came out in two thousand and two. It was developed, of course, by Rockstar Games, and it has a meta score of ninety five. Um, it also won the Metacritic Award in 2002 for their PS2 game of the year. This game comes with quite a lot of territory, I think. Um, it was brought out a year after GTA 3, which we covered a few months ago, and is part of the the very famous GTA trilogy, I suppose, of those three Grand Theft Auto games that came out on the PS2 during the 6th gen. So... Firstly, where did you play this game, please? Um, so, of course, the definitive edition of GTA came out last Thursday. Thursday, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, we were ready and raring to go to give that version a spin. And that's the version I have been playing. Um, playing it on my Switch as um, I wanted to give the portable uh, version a try. Uh, yeah, it was. It, I mean, I know there's a lot of um, criticism of the games in general, and particularly the Switch version. But actually, I thought it was okay on the Switch. Um, yes, there are performance issues here and there, um, as with other versions. But I didn't notice any glitches. I had the game freeze on me only once, <laughs> um, and I know you had a few more freezes than I did. And uh, yeah, it was. It looks. It looks nice um, on the Switch in OLED form. Now, I'm not going to say I recommend people to not only play this version, but um, to to buy the game in general because I think it's not really ready. I think it could have done with an extra, uh, at least a few months polishing. Um, so I, I couldn't recommend it. 
but I don't think I could recommend the definitive edition full stop right now, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah, agreed. And important to note that this this conversation isn't us talking about our thoughts on the definitive edition. That's just the the version that we both played. Um, with Dan having played it on the Nintendo Switch and me having played it on the PS5. Um, I think with the Definitive Edition where it is right now, obviously it's been out for just under a week and the the backlash against it is quite intense. Like you say, I think there are issues here. I, I, I found quite a few crashes and a few glitches and I don't think that the, the, the Definitive Version's of these games were, were ready to be released, so I agree with you on that. However, that being said, I do think that Vice City, out of the three games that have been re-released, probably had the most time put into it. We I don't know if it had the most time put into it. Um, I don't think... I think probably, because San Andreas is the biggest game on there, that probably had the most time spent on it, even though it's the roughest so I don't think you can. Uh, I don't think you can say on balance which one had the most time put into it. If you get what I'm saying. Yeah, it, it, it's a funny one, but I, I agree with you. I, I don't think this game should have been released in the state that it, it's in. Um, and I'd say that it probably needs a good few more months of development. But alas, that's the definitive edition we're talking about. The bare bones uh, 2002 release. So, what's your what's your history with this game? Um, I know that you're a big fan of San Andreas. But where do you lie with, with Vice City? What's your background with it? Um, so I played Vice City near when it came out. I bought... I don't know if I bought it or someone gave me a copy, but I had a copy of Vice City. And I played um, a few hours of it, a fair few hours of it. Um, I was messing around on it and I did some missions and I got near to the point where... I think I got to the point where you, you are... Um, controlling a an RC helicopter through a construction building, and I just thought, I don't know, it just just had no desire to really keep on playing. Um, but then years later, um, probably I'm not sure exactly when, probably around 2010, I um, I I don't know if I played the PS2 version or I played it on. I'm not sure where, where I played this actually. I might have just played the PS2 version, but um, I completed Vice City, and yeah, I I thought Vice City was all right. I think San Andreas adds a lot of elements that I really like, and I felt like having completed San Andreas multiple times by the time that I completed Vice City, I felt like I missed quite a lot of those elements. But I do like the aesthetic of this game and I do like the soundtrack and I like the the time period that it's in I'm just not such a fan of the the gameplay and I think that still holds true today to be honest that's fair enough everyone's I think when it comes to these three games uh, GTA 3 Vice City and San Andreas everyone has their own their own stance on it and I don't think that many people have a similar position on these games. I mean, for me, my history with Vice City, I don't remember where I first played it, but it's always funny that the things that you feel you should forget or are incredibly inconsequential end up becoming some of your core memories. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I I remember back in 
2002 when this this game came out my dad was um he'd been going out with with this lady for quite a few years and she had a, a son who was a bit older than me he was probably about six or seven years older than me and we didn't always get on very well and he i, I wasn't really into games back then as, as much as you know I, I did become and i remember he got this game on release and he was kind of like goading me about it and showing off the case and being like, oh, I've got this, you can't play it, ha ha ha. And b- being horrible, really. Like, he was a dick. But that's my first exposure to Vice City, is just kind of being and taunted with this game that I wasn't even interested in playing. That's the greatest story that I was not aware of. Not, <laughs> not great because not great because he was... But it's just, it's just a, a strange, atypical introduction to the game, isn't it? Yeah, it's... Like I say, it's such an inconsequential thing, but that's become one of like my core memories from childhood. Yeah. It's really bizarre. But I don't remember when it was that I first played it. I imagine probably within a year of its release, because uh, I, I had a PS2. But I'm not the opposite scale of things with you, but I've mentioned a few times that Vice City is one of my favourite games of all time and is easily in my top five video games. And I feel that we could probably make a meme at this point by how much I mentioned my favourite game of all time. And we've already mentioned Metal Gear Solid as well as one of them. But Vice City's probably sitting in the number three spot, I reckon. It's, I think part of it's nostalgia. I think part of it is due to the time that the game was released. But another part of it is just due to the, the atmosphere in this game. The atmosphere in this game is so thick and I very much enjoy San Andreas as well. Like, not as much as you, but I think it's a good game and I'm playing it again at the moment um, as part of the definitive edition, just trying to, you know, get get a feel for it again. But Vice City, out of all of the Grand Theft Auto games, I think has the, the most interesting atmosphere or the most interesting environment maybe and i think part of that's due to the location but a big thing with vice city is due to the time that it's set and there are a lot of features in these games that are interwoven with each other you know characters showing up in gta 3 and vice city and san andreas etc but for me vice city's always stood out as a little bit different and i think what what you say is correct in that san andreas added quite a lot of stuff to the to the bag when that came out in 2004 i think it was yeah but for me doing research on it for this podcast they started development on vice city a month after gta 3 released and it was only started as an idea to have it as like um like a mission pack for gta 3 it's like basically an old school version of what dlc is but it then became its own game as well which i think probably answers the question of why this game feels a lot shorter than other Grand Theft Auto games because it is a lot shorter and there is a lot of content in this game that is very lacking I think is fair to say yeah I think it feels a lot shorter and and it, and it the map feels a lot smaller to me as well than even GTA 3 agreed yeah it's 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 a much more scaled down version and which would explain how they managed to, you know, develop it and get it released within a year. That would never happen these days. I mean, you think back to when 
GTA 5 came out. That game came out in 2013. We're now eight years on. Um, yeah. And there's still no sign of, of GTA 6 on the horizon. No, not even... Not a sausage. A screenshot. Yeah. No. But you know what will happen as soon as a screenshot gets leaked of GTA 6. It, the, the internet will just go into fever. It'll be crazy. But yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. But anyway, so as always, we, we try to... We try to distill the plot into a, a short synopsis. So, do you want to give us a um, a basic rundown of what happens in this game, what the story is? Yeah, you play as Tommy Vassetti, who is a named character, a voiced character, which was seen as a departure from GTA 3, where you play as Claude. But, um, a silent protagonist. He, yeah, he's a silent protagonist. You never hear him speak, which is... A bit jarring at times. So this was this was a step forward. Um, you play as Tommy Vassetti, and you have been in prison, and you are released from prison, and you go to Vice City at the demand of your mob boss. Is it Sonny Ferrelli? Is it Sonny Ferrelli? Yep. So Sonny Ferrelli is your mob boss, and he uh, basically you go to Vice City, and a deal goes wrong, and you owe Sonny a lot of money, and it's your job to get the money back. And along the way, you encounter a very, very diverse cast of characters. Um, one of them being Lance Vance or Lance Lance Vance. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's it's about you kind of. It it really borrows from Scarface a lot, and it's about you building your empire and collecting your assets and bringing in money. And eventually, when Sonny tries to 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 claim some of that money you end up killing him and lance vance and yeah i mean there are probably some nuances in there and some bits of dialogue but that's that's kind of the scope of the story yeah it's effectively a a drug deal that's gone wrong with tommy having to then get the the money back that he owes sonny and him effectively taking over vice city um which is this incredibly corrupt drug addled metropolis uh which is quite heavily based on Miami because uh, every every game has a, every Grand Theft Auto game has an area that's based off Liberty City obviously being New York um, but also there are features from GTA 3 lending from Chicago and Philadelphia as well but then Vice City obviously being Miami and then San Andreas being based off Los Angeles um San Francisco, San Francisco and, and Las, Vegas. Las Vegas. So yeah, the, the 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 plot of this game is pretty simple, and as we've mentioned, this game is set in the eighties. The the events take place in nineteen eighty six, and the time frame that this game takes place is a big part of its identity. But you mentioned there that this is the first time a Grand Theft Auto game included um, a, a voice actor for the for the main protagonist, and really the first Not including time- the um- not, I don't know, you know more than me, but I, I don't know about the top-down ones they might have done. No, no. So the, the top-down games didn't really have any voice acting right. for GTA 1 and 2. Um, GTA London had a few cut scenes where there was like uh, some stilted dialogue. I think we mentioned it in the GTA 3 episode. Yeah, we did. The, the really bad, cliched Cockney accents. But this was the first time really where, one, you had a... A voice protagonist but two there was some real celebrity yeah some some celebrities that that lended their their voices to the game 
obviously that the main one being Ray Liotta, which is probably one of the reasons why I love this game so much as I like Ray Liotta. He's a good actor, but he also is the main character in my favorite film of all time, which is Goodfellas, which is a mob film. But you've also got some other pretty big names in there. So you've got Burt Reynolds, who I believe plays Avery Carrington, the like the Texan um, real estate mogul. You've got Danny yes, Dyer, the mogul. who plays Kent Paul. Um, yeah. And then you've also got uh, people like Danny Trejo, and I didn't realise, but Dennis Dennis Hopper. Oh, right. Yeah, he plays uh, Steve Scott, you know, the, the movie producer, uh, director. Oh, yeah, so the, the, the rip-off of um, Steven Spielberg. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I, I didn't realise that uh, Dennis Hopper was in it until about half an hour before recording. Um, but, yeah. It, it's a good it's, voice cast. Yeah, it is a good voice cast. And, you know, they... they I, I don't know if I... I think you'd probably say that the voice cast in San Andreas is stronger because it's got Samuel I'd say they're L. Jackson. about equal. I think I think they're I think both games have very good caliber of actors in there and I think also the proof is in the pudding the proof is in the delivery of the lines and you couldn't really fault either game you couldn't say that either game comes up short. Yeah. So I think they both really and and it's something that is a bit lacking in more recent GTA games. Um but both games had such a strong voice cast. Um yeah, so I feel like they're really battling it out there. I don't think I could say. I mean, obviously it's down to opinion, but yeah, of course. I don't think I could say which one was better than the other. Yeah, I mean, the writing and the performances in this game are what makes it. And the first kind of hour of cutscenes in this game, I can recite in my sleep. I've heard them that many times. And I think that's a, that's a big reason why this game became as successful as it is, is the performances. But we've mentioned that this game takes place in the 80s and that is a big part of its of its identity really. So what are your thoughts on the overall style of this game because it is very much a product of the the time that it's set if that makes sense. I always felt like with Vice City I should have liked it more than I did. And what I mean by that is I'm a big fan of Scarface. Al Pacino is one of my favorite actors. Um I love the setting of Scarface, but I love parts of the map. I love the beachfront. I love that entire section. Um, but then there are, there's, a, there's, there's about half of the map that I don't find very interesting. Um, so I feel like, for example, the Miami from the Scarface game is far more interesting than the Miami, the, the replication of Miami in vice city um so i do love parts of it but yeah i feel like i should like it more than i do but something about it doesn't i don't know i think i think to summarize a bit how i feel about it you've got very strong memories of this game yeah i don't have very strong memories of this game i remember odd things and it's one of those games that replaying it i was like oh okay i do remember this bit i remember some missions took place here but none of the the missions really left a great impression on me. One of the things that did leave an impression on me is one of the things that's missing from the definitive version of the game, which is when you initially go and get clothes that time and um, Billie Jean's playing on yeah. the radio. Uh, that's such a cool moment. And yeah, it's, it's missing in the definitive version. Um, so yeah, I, I do like 
I feel like there are there are snippets of this game that really shine for me, but sometimes a lot of the stuff in between, and, and I get it that it's 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 it appeals to some people more than me, and that's okay. Um, but yeah, it, so I feel like this setting, I should have liked it a lot more than I did. There are there are a lot of. Um film references in this game and I feel that this is probably the one game in the the GTA series that has the most movie references or pop culture references obviously yeah. there are a lot in San Andreas as well but I feel that uh, Vice City has them trumped because I mean you've got references throughout the entire game to Scarface like is if, if you know the film Scarface you can't miss them um, even down to you know the final mission, um, where Sonny Ferrelli and his his gang, you know, charge on on Tommy's and the chainsaw mansion. Yeah, the chainsaw everything. in the apartment, um, and as well as well as that, I don't know if it was the case in the definitive edition. I didn't look, but did you know that in the original, you know, in Tommy's office in his mansion, he's got those um, those TV screens with the CCTV. Yeah, obviously his office is set up in the same way that. Um, Tony Montana's is in, in Scarface yeah. but on the actual TV screens it's actually screenshots from Tony's mansion in Scarface it's cool there's, there's also um, something else interesting obviously uh, Rockstar North are big fans of Scarface because if you listen to the soundtrack yeah. some of the a lot of the licensed songs in GTA 3 were taken directly from Scarface yeah it's it's very easy to see where where they pick up their um their love of the, of this era. Um, but you've also got references. One of the obvious ones being to Miami Vice. Um, but then another Al Pacino film, uh, Carlito's Way, is referenced yeah. quite a lot with um with the lawyer Ken Rosenberg basically looking exactly what Sean Penn looked like in that Sean in Penn, that film. Yeah. Um, and then as well smaller references like uh, when you when you pick up the the business the asset uh Kaufman cabs that's a reference to the, the i think it was a tv show in the 80s um taxi with andy Kaufman. yeah there's a lot of references to to film and pop culture through this game which really lend itself to the the environment and getting lost in this 80s neon cocaine fueled dream it's I, I can liken it a bit to... Have you played uh, Hotline Miami? Yeah. It's, a bit. It's, it's got elements of that. Obviously, they're very different games, but they they lend very uh, lean very strongly Sorry, on the, the 80s aesthetic. Tropes. Yeah, big time. Um, but I think that's probably one of the reasons why it's so charming. And I think... I don't know whether you'd agree, but this is the most distinctive of the Grand Theft Auto games in terms of its style. It definitely style. has a look about it. You can look at it and you can say that's Vice City. Mm. It's very bright. It's very colourful. I really like the aesthetic of the game. Uh, the neon. Um, and then you've got the synth. Yeah, it's... it's um, I like a lot of the presentation as aspects. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like it does itself a disservice, though, because you said there that it's the GTA game that borrows the most from cinema. Yeah. But that could be also a bad thing because it kind of, it kind of borrows a lot it pays homage a lot but it doesn't necessarily carve its own identity 
Yeah, and you know, you, you've got elements of that throughout the whole series, and the, the one that comes to mind is, I know you don't know that the game too well, but GTA Five. Um, one of the highest missions. Oh, I've completed GTA Five, but yeah, one of the missions in there relies quite heavily on uh, some of the scenes from Heat. Um, but that, that's just what Rockstar do, isn't it? They 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 take a lot from pop culture and from films and things from around the time that these games are set. And we'll come on to that a lot more with San Andreas, um, obviously being nineteen nineties LA. Um, yeah. But yeah, so. Moving on to, to gameplay as king, do you think this game's fun? I think it's fun in a certain way. I, I think the moment to moment is fun. What I mean by that is jumping into a car, driving around, um, shooting people. It's very arcadey, it's very instant thrill. Um, what, what I find frustrating, which I referred to earlier when I was talking about the gameplay element, is the design especially the design of the missions often is baffling and frustrating and yeah I just don't find that necessarily fun but the moment to moment is fun it's funny going back to it after all these all these years and I think we probably found the same I don't remember our conversation on GTA 3 that well to be honest with you but I think we probably had the same thing where going back to these games that really they haven't aged that well, I don't think. The gameplay in, no. in particular hasn't aged well because we've been spoiled by what games can do these days. But I do I do think this game's fun and I enjoy a lot of the story missions, but it comes with a caveat that these games are incredibly frustrating. And yeah. I was saying to you earlier that because I'm playing through bits and bobs of San Andreas at the moment, the difficulty spike in that game compared to Vice City is high well not high but there, there are there are some more frustrating elements to san andreas i think andreas, the, the missions are more complex in san andreas yeah so it kind of leads to some more frustrating moments but then yeah i i i find the missions themselves more interesting in san andreas because a lot of vice city it it really borrows the structure of gta3 in terms of the missions and there are a few that stand out but you don't have many interiors for example and uh, San Andreas just added so many elements so that they could really uh, vary the missions. So you, you you still get those very frustrating missions in San Andreas, wrong side of the tracks. Um, All you like had that. to do was follow the damn train, CJ. Exactly. And uh, but yeah, I feel like <laughs> I would. I, I mean, I would just start a mission, and yeah, I'd just very quickly with with a lot of them just get annoyed and yeah it, it just stopped being fun at times whereas actually it is fun when you're just driving around when you're cruising around when you're messing around um but yeah i mean you there was a few missions there was one that you said you were you tried five or six times and um it was getting to you I think this game is fun but it, it does come with frustrations that are just because of the age of the game um, and and there's a, there's a lot of random stuff in this game which can be really annoying. I mean, you mentioned drivers escaping. Well, yeah, there's that as well. But escaping the police. If you get a wanted level and it's a high one, sometimes it will go completely in your favour. Sometimes they're so aggressive that you get five cop cars yeah. crashing into you all at once. And 
your car just blows up without you even knowing it was on fire. Yeah, the the AI in this game um, is somewhat relentless, and, and particularly that the police, like you say, they can be so aggressive that you get like three or four stars, and you're like, pointless me trying to evade them because they're just gonna they're just gonna do me in. Obviously, with the with Vice, not with Vice City, with GTA Four and GTA Five, it became a bit more manageable to, to lose your wanted level because you just had to hide for a while. Whereas with this game, you either have to go to a pay and spray or you have to find um, wanted tokens to, to drop the level slightly. But pro- products of its time, isn't it, really? That's just... Yeah, I like the fact as well that... that well, I don't like the fact, but police, when they get near to your, your car, even remotely near, that's it, you're caught. Because... I feel like they changed the animation a bit for San Andreas where you could drive off and then they just hang on to the door and then yeah. fall off. Whereas in, in Vice City, if they get remotely close to you... As soon you, as they touch it. that door, you're busted. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it, it's got age-related frustrations to it. But what... I, I don't know if you can say what your favourite move is with this game, but what what's your favourite thing to do in this game, I suppose? Well... Vice City added motorbikes yep. to the series. And helicopters. And yeah. And I think I would I was always using in the definitive edition this in this playthrough, I was using motorbikes wherever I could because Same. the the way that the traffic is, sometimes they're so aggressive, sometimes they just drive into your path. They're psychopaths. And, and the thing is when you when you're driving and you're trying to go between cars in a car, one knock of your car and you end up spinning out yeah whereas on the bikes you don't do that and i think they've tweaked the bikes a bit in the definitive version where you don't come off as easy yeah yeah so i i I enjoy using the bikes and i think it's the game gets credit for including bikes and this was where they originated and yeah I, i think it was a good addition how about you yeah i i enjoy the bikes as well but for me I think it's the, the 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 amount of weapons that you can have. Again, it isn't as extensive as as San Andreas, but in Vice City, you've you've really got two weapon cycles, haven't you? You've got the basic weapons which you can get from from the get go, and then you've got the more expensive weapons that you can obtain once you get onto um to the second island. And I just like the fact that you could go from just like a normal normal pistol to like a magnum or the uh the anti-aircraft um gun which you put a a couple of shots into a uh into a car like two or three shots it'll blow up i think that the the amount of weapons that you can use in this game is fun and they have taken quite a few out um i remember from the original there used to be tear gas which isn't included anymore i don't think it's been I don't think it's been included for quite a few iterations. Yeah, I don't I don't remember the last time I saw tear gas in GTA CA. So probably right. Yeah, but no, th- th- there are, there are a lot of things in this game that are enjoyable, but for me it's the weapons and just the standard GTA thing of just going on a rampage um and seeing how yeah, far well, you can this get. is this is where Vice City's at its best. This is where I, th- I think there's still fun to be had. Mm. It I mean, the these games made a name for themselves off of messing around taking turns with people yeah 
until someone died, getting as much of a wanted level as you could. I mean, this is what, I mean, we did it at university with GTA 4, we just used to mess around. And that is what sandbox gaming is, and this is where these games really excel. So I think if you still want to do that, then yeah, play it today and you'll still have fun. Um, it's just that some of the hard edges, some of the, the more frustrating bits um, are in the the missions themselves. Um, but if, you, if you're steering clear of those, you can still have a great time. Yeah, definitely. It's... I mean, we'll, we'll we'll come on to our, our our kind of recommendations towards the end of the episode, but it is certainly one that you can still have a good time with as long as you don't have high expectations of the kind of gameplay just that you're adjust getting. Adjust your expectations. Yeah, a hundred percent. Because I think this game you, you mentioned to me earlier today when we were talking that San Andreas adds some RPG elements to the series, which yeah. it definitely does. Whereas with Vice City. You look at GTA 3, and GTA 3 still holds quite a lot of callbacks, I suppose, to when GTA 1 and 2 were around, when they were, effectively, they were like arcade games. And, you know, it was about scoring points. And GTA 3 really hadn't quite moved on from that yet, which is fine. And I think because GTA 3 and GTA Vice City were effectively supposed to be the same game, uh, except Vice City was just supposed to be an add-on, I think that Vice City suffers a bit because of it, because it doesn't feel entirely like its own animal. It, it feels like it's somewhat still tied to what GTA 3 was, if that makes sense, in terms of the arcade element of, of the game and, you know, the, the, the point scoring, which th- there isn't point scoring in this game, but do, do you know where, where I'm coming from? I do. Um, I feel like the things that Vice City added are material things like uh, bikes, choppers, more weapons. Um, they're not things that kind of change the formula too much. Mm. Um, so it's still very much within those parameters that GTA 3 masterfully set out, really, um, at the time. Whereas it didn't. It wasn't really an evolution of that. It was, what if we take the gameplay, gameplay from, from 3... We completely changed the setting, the era, the soundtrack. We add um, voice work for the main character. We add these few bits here and there. But it wasn't reinventing the wheel. It was kind of a refinement of 3 rather yeah. than we're going to really change it up, which I feel like they did with San Andreas. Yeah, 100%. And I mean, I'm looking forward to our conversation on San Andreas because I remember how... I don't think obsessed is the word, but how much I played that game at the time and thought it was the best thing ever because of how different it was from anything I'd played before. And I remember everyone at school getting their hands on that game and, you know, just playing it to death. But that, that that's a conversation for another time. We're thinking of doing the San Andreas episode sometime in the new year, aren't we? Um, yeah. Early next and year. Our, and our, probably our perspectives are a bit flipped with that because... I love San Andreas, and I've always thought that that would be in my top 10 games, um, San Andreas. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a role reversal. But that was the first one that I really sunk my teeth into, and I've completed San Andreas, like I said to you, four or five times. Um, I'm a big, big fan of that. And I I mean, yes, it's, it's still probably not friendly to modern gamers, no. but... I still think it holds up as an experience. Yeah, I think that would be an interesting conversation for us to have um, with that game taking place in, in like with it, with its own amount of um, 
you know, distinct environment and, and feel to it being, you know, early 90s. Uh, I think it's 1992, isn't it? 1992 yeah. LA. Um, but we, we've mentioned a few times that a big element to this game being the 80s is, is the soundtrack. And Rockstar really, at the time, really went to town on getting licenses for all kinds of songs and all sorts of music. This game, like you said, there are, you know, a few Michael Jackson songs that were in the original. You've got, you know, the Buggles, you've got um, Ozzy Osbourne, you've got ELO. The, 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 the soundtrack in this game is, I don't know if flawless is the right word, but it's definitely up there and it really puts you in the game, I think, the soundtrack. And the soundtrack is a lot of the reason why I think this game is so good. Yeah. We, we we talked about Tony Hawk's games mm. and how the soundtracks yeah. to those games really defined kind of what they were, what they were trying to be, and that era in gaming and how when we don't really have that anymore in the same way. Um, I mean, Tony Hawk's was the cool thing for a long time and then it wasn't. And GTA was kind of like that with the soundtracks. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's a huge part of why I think it's at least a third of why Vice City was successful. Yeah, I, I mean, as well as that, you, you've got the fantastic music and radio stations, but you've also got a lot of... Um, we, we mentioned it in the GTA 3 episode with radio stations in GTA 3, like Chatterbox with Laszlo, who is one of the one of the producers on Grand Theft Auto. But this game adds more to that. So you've got um, I think K-Chat and you've got a VCPR... I mean, what was your what was your favourite radio station to listen to while you were while you're driving around? I I always make a point with these games now to never change the radio, and I'll tell you I'll tell you why. So what I do is I get into a car and whatever's playing I leave on. Yeah. And the reason I do that is because actually there's a lot more. I'll give you an example. In in San Andreas, you've finished the Los Santos section and you go into the countryside around Mount Chiliad, which is where I am at the moment. Yeah, and almost every car that you get into is playing the country and western station and the idea being that people in that area listen to that music. So based on the region that you're in in San Andreas, you will hear different default music when you get into cars. So if I hadn't have just listened to what was on, I think I'd have missed out on a load of songs that um, actually I, I've come to really like. All my exes so live I in Texas. Change it anymore. Yeah, I love it. Achy, breaky um, heart. <laughs> dear John. Uh, <laughs> uh, dear. Uh, yeah, so so I never change it because I, I, I just feel like... I know that there are some stations that probably people listen to less, but an equal amount of effort has gone into those stations. Yeah. And I think it's just a credit to the developers just to listen to as much of it as you can. Yeah, definitely. I, I think... Everyone has their favorite. Well, my favorite song, just just as, as a my favorite song is Japanese Boy, because of how politically incorrect the song is. Oh yeah, <laughs> but it's, a, it's a good song. It's, it's, it's a good sounding song, but yes, if you watch the video for that, yeah, it doesn't really. <laughs> the eighties had some questionable things. Let's. Uh... It's not okay in twenty twenty one. No, um, I mean for me, I I agree with you that that the best way to experience the music and 
the overall element of these games is to just listen to whatever's on. But saying that, I also have my favourites, Flash FM being up there because they just play 80s pop. And usually, and it's a throwback to when I played it when I was younger, VCPR with Maurice Chavez. Yeah. And I don't know, we, we, we were talking the other day that the 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 satire and the comedy of Rockstar from this time, some of it's quite on the nose and some of it you, you look back on now and you, you cringe, but it is very much like the MTV era, isn't it? It's Yeah, so much. You know, fart jokes are funny and you know common sexism is still, you know, widely accepted and people think it's hilarious. And you listen back on some of these things and you're like, this is, like, I'm cringing. But there is still some really good bits of commentary. And particularly in the, in the you know, the chat show radio stations like VCPR and KChat. I don't know. I I just really enjoy listening to them. Um, yeah, I said to you, I think, I think the comedy in the uh, very produced, probably by a different part of the team, radio stations is funnier than the dialogue in the missions, which yeah. I don't find remotely funny anymore. No, no, definitely. Um, it's, I don't know, it's very childish humour, a lot of the writing, which, you know, I, I can't speak for myself from almost 20 years ago. I mean, I, I physically can talk for myself, but I can't think back to my mind frame of where I was at when I was 12 or 13, which is depressing. But it's, I don't know, like listening back to those old radio stations, it took me back to when I used to play these games when I was younger. And it, it was quite a bizarre experience. So yeah, that brings us on to the question of the week, which I haven't shared I'm with intrigued. you. You're intrigued. You're yeah, intrigued by my question to, of the week. What... Yeah. So... It's very much based on the future with Rockstar and with a definitive edition release of uh, these games, Take-Two and Rockstar are under fire a lot. And we've we've mentioned with GTA 6 that we're probably quite a few years off from ever seeing that game. But we've mentioned this episode a lot, the the nostalgic factor of the 1980s and the, the factor of the 90s in San Andreas. And... I really think those are elements that make those those games and those settings work. And obviously with GTA 5, they made it modern day, i.e. 2013. But do you think that if Rockstar ever went back to visit Vice City, which I really hope they do, do you think the identity of Vice City as an environment in these games is tied to the 1980s or do you think it would work in a modern day um, iteration? That's interesting. Um, I partly think it's tied to the 1980s mm. because Miami as a setting uh, was really heavily featured during that time. Yeah. And if you're thinking about films and TV, it's almost synonymous with that time. Whereas you do get you do get some some more modern shows like Dexter set in Florida. Um, the second and- series of Jersey Shore. Yeah, so it, for, for for those that have watched that, um, <laughs> yes, 
so I think in our minds, part of it is tied to the 80s because maybe when you think of Miami, you think of those films or those TV shows. I do, and 100%. Yeah, and I think probably, I've, I mean, I've, I've almost been to Miami, as in we, we went to Florida, we went to Orlando, and we started to drive down to Miami, but we didn't realise how far it was, so we got halfway there and then turned back. Um, so I've not been to modern-day Miami and I can't speak to how different that is from the 80s. Now, if I was to weigh in with, with no real concrete evidence as to what I'm saying, which we tend <laughs> to do in this podcast, um, um, I, I would guess that actually probably some some things have changed, but other things haven't changed. And it, you'd still be able, able to identify those um, clubs and hotels on the strip, and you'd pr- still probably see some neon. Um palm trees and stuff like that some of the distinctive elements visually of this game um but it's interesting because if you if you went back to vice city and you went in a different time i think you might lose something but then you also run the risk is if you go back to vice city and it's the 1980s again will it feel like a retread or people enjoy it because it's Vice City in the 80s again. But what story do you tell within that period? Um, so I think it all depends how it's done, doesn't it? Um, I, speaking of, so, I mean, like, like I said, I, I love San Andreas and I was really, really disappointed with GTA V's um, version of Los Santos. Um, so maybe Rockstar's set up for disappointment whatever happens mm. yeah i think i i, I totally agree with you it, it's a case of they're damned if they do and they're damned if they don't i would love to see vice city be featured again in a, a new rockstar game because i think it's such a cool environment but i also think that you know when, when i when I when I think of Miami, I think of the nineteen eighties. I think of Scarface. I think of Miami Vice. I think of you know all of those old eighties TV. I, I don't know if Baywatch was set in Miami, but probably. And I think it might might have been California. Oh uh, uh, yeah, that I would make sense was, actually, um, wouldn't it? Venice Beach. Yeah, that would make sense. But I I agree with you that if they did set it, they make GTA six or GTA. 740 and they set it in Vice City if it's set in the 80s it's going to draw parallels to Vice Vice City as in the PS2 game but if they do modern era I, I just don't know if it would work and it makes me think that maybe they won't go back to Vice City which I think would be a shame because it is such a cool environment but maybe Vice. what would you want from it if, as as someone who is a big fan of Vice City, what would you want from that game? I really don't know, I, and and this is this is the thing, isn't it? It's like, oh well, I'd love to see Vice City again. So, oh, what do you want to see? Well, I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's. I, I'd love to see it. I think part of my disappointment with with um, with GTA Five was that they were supposed to do the whole uh, county of San Andreas, and it was and- just Los Santos. It was just Los Santos and Mount Chiliad, and then yeah, I, I wanted to see what San Fierro and Las Venturas looked like, and 
I did. I I actually went into GTA Five really cold, so I'd not read anything about it. So I wasn't aware. I was. I knew it was set in the same county as San Andreas, so I didn't know that that San Fierro and Las Venturas wouldn't would wouldn't be there. So I was going through the game thinking, oh, I'm going to get to San Fierro and Las Venturas because that's what San Andreas had taught me to think, and then I didn't, and I feel like that really put a damper on my playthrough of that game and sometimes I think when you hold something very dearly like I do with San Andreas like you do with Vice City there is no right answer is there and yeah yeah there's nothing they can do because you can't put what's the phrase you can't put lightning Lightning in a bottle yeah yeah so they're not going to I mean it's I mean maybe they will sometimes you can you can really do something special twice but i can't think of that many examples in gaming where um, developers have managed to do that no it'll be interesting to see what they do come up with and if if they ever do go back to vice city you know I'll, i'll be the first one playing it you know but i think i'd go into it with a level of trepidation and i'd be a little bit wary because I I just think because of of this game because of the the legacy that it holds and the real place that 1980s Vice City holds within my personal growth as uh you know as a, as a teenager as a, as a gamer and and I think a lot of it explains my disappointment with 5 yeah quite possibly I was the wrong person for that game. It's as simple as that. It was, I, I loved San Andreas too much to really get the most out of that game. And I think, yeah, I think it would be a similar thing with you. It, it, it would be... Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to going back and playing GTA V because that's on this list. I mean, I, I've completed GTA V three or four times, but I'm, I'm keen to get your thoughts on it, going back into it now, you know, eight years later. Because I'm, I'm interested to see if your opinions change at all. Because I remember when the game came out and you were like, no, I don't like it. I was like, what? It was great. But see if uh, see if you've changed your uh, your opinions at all on it. But I think that one's probably quite a way off, isn't it? Yeah. And that'd be interesting as well because we've, we've done a run through of the GTA games as well. So, I mean, we should have done GTA 4 in order, as we've mentioned a few times. Yes. Um, but we can really see what's uh, what each game does well, and yeah. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting to view five within that context. Um, obviously, it can't disappoint me in terms of the map anymore. But there are there were there were some other issues I had with five. But I don't think five is a bad game. I, I, I'm not going to claim that. I still think it's a fun game where w- w- fun to be had with it. But I think probably there are there are many people out there that. Would have a lot more fun than I would. Yeah, no, that's that's fair enough. And I'm gonna t- I'm gonna turn the tables uh, a bit and um, ask you a question about Vice City. Go on. Um, which Vice City is the de- definitive version of Vice City that you would that if you had to pick one, which is the definitive version that you'd say you've got to play this version? The PS2 version, I think. I think that the, the the new definitive edition is great because you can, you know, bring it to a, a new audience. And there have been 
elements added to the game that really give it a bit of a fresh coat of, of paint on the, the controls and the mechanics, which is sorely needed. But even saying, okay, play the, the PS2 emulation version on the PS4 has a lot of stuff stripped out of it because, you know, they lost licenses on music and X, Y, and Z. So I think the original PS2 console version of the game with the with the disc and the, the manual and the, the, the case, I think that would be the definitive version for me just because it has everything in there that made people love that game from when it came out in 2002. What, what would you say? I 100% agree with you. I think it's not the easiest to get into. Like it, it, like we say, it's a frustrating game, and it's not easy. But yeah, sorry, I interrupted well, you. <laughs> the original Vice City represents the developer's vision of that game. Yeah, um, built within the the technical limitations of the PS2, and yeah, it had the soundtrack that they wanted. Um, it had the look that they wanted. It had all the stuff in there that they wanted to put in. Um, yes, some of it hasn't aged tremendously well, the dialogue in the cutscenes, but yeah, it, it, it's the definitive version, and I don't see how, I don't, I don't see that changing. Um, and because they're they're never going to get those songs back that they lost. Some because of the cost of the licensing, others because the artist didn't want to be um, in well basically in a gta game i think um lionel richie had one of his songs removed because he didn't want to be in a gta game um so yeah it's kind of like the way that i see manhunt and anyone that's listened to the podcast as a regular knows that i love that game but if if manhunt came out in 2021 i think a lot would change and it wouldn't be the manhunt that was raw and fresh at the time um so yeah, I think I think you're right. I think you're right there. It, it's interesting to see how think how things change, and that there is a video on YouTube that I would suggest watching to anyone that's interested in just GTA Vice City and all, um, called 101 Facts on GTA Vice City, and it just gives you all of the tidbits and stuff that that we've not touched on because there are a lot of elements to this game more so than were there in in GTA Three, and there's a lot to be explored with with the game but that brings us on to our final thoughts so grand theft auto vice city do you think it deserves its place on the list i didn't actually say where it placed on the list did i, I just said what its yeah, score was where has it placed on the bear list? with me you, you you tell me what your thoughts are and i'll find out what the uh, i find this a really placed. difficult one i think it's a good game i don't necessarily view it as a masterpiece but i think it's a very i think it's a good game and my my issue with placing this game is I think we agreed in the end that GTA 3 did deserve to be on the list because of all, number one, the changes it brought to the industry. It redefined everything GTA 3 did in the same way that Ocarina of Time did. Maybe it's the uh, those two games were maybe the most influential games in, in, in 3D gaming. Um, so... You can't really compare it to the innovation that GTA 3 brought about, but it refined that. And I would prefer to play Vice City over GTA 3. Um, it comes so It comes in at is, number 34, by the way. 
Yeah, so, so to me, that's that's a little high. Um, one, one place yeah, above I mean, San Andreas. To, yeah, so I, if I were to place this game, I think it would be on the lower end of the list. Um, I think... Where was GTA 3, just out of interest? I can't remember. I think it's very high. I think it's like top 10. No, no, because you've got GTA 5 at number 8. Oh, is that GTA 5? And then GTA of. 4 is number 3. Um, oh, what is going on? You've got San Andreas at number 33, GTA Vice City at 34. I think there's more. There's probably a better argument for putting GTA 3 on the list than Vice City um, because of the innovation it brought and because of the fact that every game was emulating what GTA 3 did. And to me, if you're talking about refinement, I, I, for me, San Andreas was a much more improved refinement of that formula than Vice City was. Vice City was a bit of an in-between step. But that being said, I do prefer the original, this trilogy, to the newer games. So I, I don't know what we said. Do, do you remember what we said about what, putting GTA 4 in the list? Um, I think we said that it did deserve to be there. But you're talking, that was our first episode. I can't remember. Yeah, I think we said it did deserve to be there because, again, it it took the formula. In. And, I, and I don't dislike GTA 4, actually. Um, I think GTA 4 is... I wouldn't say it's underrated, but yeah, it's it's another difficult one. It's really difficult to place these GTA games. Um, and then there's the whole Rockstar thing of, I mean, take two being dreadful. Away. Yeah, and and the fact that there's almost always a critical. It's kind of I suppose there's a bias towards Rockstar. I think generally speaking, apart from with the definitive version, um, that everything they do is gold. But. Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say I'm okay with it being there. GTA three is number thirteen. I found it. Sorry, thirteen. Yeah, one three. Okay, so that's a yeah. I thought I thought it was fairly high. Um, I if this game was gonna be there, I think it would for me it'd be near the bottom of this top one hundred. Um, but if it fell out of the list, I don't think I'd be the person saying, "Oh, you must put Vice City back in the list." Yeah. So yeah, I, I'd say. And not very um, passionate near the bottom of the list. I I I personally think it's in the correct position. I think it's personally I think that it's better than GTA Four, and I don't think GTA Four should be where it is on the list because GTA Four no. comes in at number three. I agree with that. I do agree with that. But I think that Vice City is in the correct place below GTA Three and below San Andreas. And I say that with it being, you know, probably my third favourite game of all time. Yeah. It's... It's got a lot to it, Vice City, and it's got a lot of thick atmosphere, and it's got some great music, and I really enjoy the story, although there are elements to it that aren't great, such as just having to shop around and buy assets and not being told what to do. Yeah. There are elements to it that yeah aren't great and it hasn't aged well but well that's it maybe maybe my opinion would be very different if i'd have played it like i said i played it near the time but not entirely at the time if i played it in 2002 maybe i'd have a very different opinion but i'm judging it based on my completion in around 2010 and completing it again in 2021 and i I feel like it's a game that's not aged very well so it's very hard for me to place myself in that position 
So I'm sure there are people that adore this game. Yeah, absolutely. Me being one of them, but I won't let my subjective opinion of it cloud my thoughts on where it deserves to be on the list. I don't think it deserves to be low, low end of the list. I think 34 is the right place for it. Just with, you know... It's one of my favourite games, but with a caveat, I know that it isn't perfect, and I know that a lot of that is clouded by nostalgia and a few other aspects to it. But yeah, it's it's a game that I would recommend people to check out, even if you don't complete it. It's a game that you should play, I think, just for, well, just for a lot of elements, I suppose. I would say, yeah, I could recommend it, but only at the right price. For example, mm. I couldn't say fifty-five go out and buy the definitive, definitive version. Yeah, yeah and ridiculous. and buy that for Vice City because it's, it's quite frankly, I don't think it's worth that. Um, it's for the definitive version. So maybe go out and pick up an old PS2 copy if you're into retro games, mm. or um, wait for the definitive edition to be or, fixed. Number one, or, 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 or even price. I, I was about to say, or even play the um, the emulation version on the PS4, uh, but you can't buy that anymore um, because Rockstar's delisted yeah. it because of the definitive edition because they're awful. But yeah, that that sums up our conversation on Vice City. A bit of a longer one, but I had a feeling that both of us might ramble a little bit, which it seems that we have. Um, it's just a very it's a very hard game to pin down for me it is and that's that's why i don't think i've completely decided how i feel about it no um pro or con um so that's that's why it's i think it's been a bit of a longer episode no but i've enjoyed talking about it um you know it's it's not been unpleasant no it's always nice when you get to talk about things that you love and this is this is up there for me but Next time, are we releasing an episode next week? Is it next week we're releasing the next one? I think it is, isn't it? We are. We are we're, re- we're releasing. Um, next week, we are releasing our episode on Halo 3. Indeed. Come full circle with all three Halo games on the list, which we've just started playing co-op online, haven't we? Which is good. Yeah. Fun. Yes, fun indeed. So, yeah. Keep an eye out for Halo 3 next week. In the meantime, you can get us on all the social medias that we're on, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can email us at the long and short of it podcast at hotmail.com. And yeah, um, we hope that you've enjoyed this little trip down down memory lane, back to 2002, back to 1986. And yeah, anything else from you? No, that's it from me. Excellent. Well, we look forward to seeing you next week. And in the meantime, cheerio. See you on the next one.